Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Castlevania 4 for Super Nintendo. Hey folks, welcome back to part two of our Super Castlevania 4 review. If you haven't listened to part one, you should probably go do that, so check it out. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed our breakdown of all the items and our general thoughts of the game. Now we're about to wrap up our level by level and review this Super Nintendo classic. And you move on to stage five. Back outside again in a cool uh, garden area. Oh yeah. Got some sweet uh, plant graphics in the foreground. I like that. And, and you're uh, really climbing this giant wall for the first half this level. Yeah, once you kind of scale up and hit right, that or well, really throughout the um, level is where our good old friends, the harpies, are flying in and dropping off the little Igor flea men. Yeah, normally flea men, my most hated things in the game. <laughs> yeah, they lost some of their uh, their all of it. I, I don't know if I ever even fought a flea man. Now you can always almost always whip them before they even get. To like, attack. Yeah. You know? I, or, I mean, I don't even know if I fought the physical flea man himself. I w- could always kill the harpy right, carrying right. the flea man before it ever dropped one. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled and keep the skies clear. Really, the theme of this game seems to be like, have you played the first three Castlevanias? Were you a little frustrated? You're really <laughs> going to be empowered by what you can do against all those enemies in this one. Yes. Kill them all. If you do manage to kill all the harpies, then you can move on to the second half of this stage. And what would you describe this as, Nick? Well, it seems kind of like a cave, but then you get to where there's those cool steps going mm-hmm. up. They're not like normal steps. It's like the approach to actual Castlevania. That's what I thought of it as. Okay. And maybe it's like the castle walls behind you? Yeah, that's, or, yeah. Very viney Because once you, yeah, and then when you get to the top of the steps, that's when it looks like a real entrance. It more. does. You've got the statues there, and then you have the old school entrance to the castle. Yeah. Which you just walk right through. Yeah, no boss here, so. It was quite a nice surprise. Just kidding, these bosses have been so easy, I I wouldn't have mind fighting one at all. You go through that gate, and now you are in the outer ruins of Castlevania proper. You make your way through the main entrance of Castlevania, and you find yourself in a very familiar level. Yeah, full of, uh, you know, it's got the white background with some statues, just like the first uh, game. Definitely, but like we said, it just feels a little more sparse than yeah. that original game for well, some and, reason. You know, you've got the same, the zombies are coming, you've got those weird dogs that regenerate and come back. They look like they're skinless or something. Mm-hmm. It's pretty and gross. They're a little harder to hit this time, I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the zombies, not not hard at all. Nah. Sadly, you will not be fighting any giant bats in here. No, no. Um, you will well, see some axe in knights, here. But <laughs> Oh, right. But yeah, you'll be fighting a bunch of axe knights, but they shouldn't give you too much trouble. What could give you a little more trouble is the very next area. When you climb up, you now have to swing across many chandeliers. And M-A-N-Y, not (laughs) M-I-N-I. These are giant chandeliers. There's some nice big, yeah, they're swinging left and right. uh, Big Mode 7 chandeliers. They look really good. I like the flames move when they flow with the wind Mm -hmm. and stuff. And really, they're not that much trouble. You just need to 
learn when is the right point to jump across each of the four pieces of the chandelier. Yeah, it's just a patience thing, really. If you think you can run across, you'll die. Just take it slow and Mm -hmm. easy. Because this is a a pit area. If you fall off these, Mm -hmm. you will be dead. Now, if you make it all the way through the chandeliers, you will find yourself in, well, more of Castlevania proper, the green floored area. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, just kind of this more um, axe knights. There's an area with those falling chandeliers you want to... Where you have to like fight the axe knight. You know, you move close and back off the little ones that fall down. Yeah. I yeah. think you also fight the whip knight or the pole knight in here for the oh, first time. Oh, sure, sure. They start adding a little more weapons, but I, I never found any of them to be harder than the axe knight. The only, the trickiest enemies I thought were those ghosts that are just like dudes that are running at you. They're, they're, they're actually really fast. fast. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they're not hard to kill, but it, you can miss them because they just come at you. Well, the other harder one we'll get to later is that the the dancing couple, mm-hmm. just because they come in at weird weird angles. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, this whole area you're just dealing with more of the same and fighting your way up and up through this area. And like you said, those those running guys they're going to be your worst trouble in here for sure. There is a part where you will find those where it's like a skeleton knight, mm-hmm. and then there are those hands coming out of the wall. Oh yeah, that really confused me for a bit. I did, yeah, because I was not <laughs> sure how to progress. Yeah, but you just, uh, like, if you walk in front of them, the hands will grab you, and this kind of invisible flashing knight will then stab you, like a skeleton knight. So I just found that if I just kept whipping and approaching slowly, at some point it would try to grab me, or did grab me, but I would also whip that other guy around that time. I don't know how to truly kill them. If you just crouch walk forward, you'll avoid the hands, and you can just go underneath them and just go past them. So that's what I started doing, because I I don't know how to fight them. (laughs) Uh, Well, like I said, if you just approach the hands and just keep whipping, you will whip that thing. Yeah. You won't whip the hands, but you'll whip the guy. Gotcha. Like whenever, right when it's about to grab you or whatever. So don't be frightened. Just just whip it. And then whip yeah. it good. Eventually, you will come to that area where the, those dancers you're talking about, where mm-hmm. they have those like ghostly tables that'll rush at you. Yeah, but again, they don't rush at you until you're really, really close. Yeah, well within the range of your whip, you can kill them before they have a chance to attack. I know. I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get the holy water down and then trigger them to run <laughs> into it. And then I realized, no, I don't. I can just whip them before they ever move. Yeah. But I did have trouble with those dancers that were flying around. Uh, if you get two of them on screen at once, their angles can be a little little weird. Yeah, they do some big swoops. So you just want to take them one by one if you can help it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, then there's the boss of this level. Or bosses. Uh-huh. Very famous. It's a dancing, um, fencing couple. Yeah. I mean, is this Fred Scare? Yes, Fred Scare and Paula Abghul. Named in the manual. Oh, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I was just joking from the original. No, it really says that's their names in the manual. So. I'm so glad they brought it back. <laughs> and they just, uh, this is another relatively easy boss. Yeah, what they, do they do? I don't even remember. That's they, how I easy mean, it was. They'll move around the screen like, uh-huh. Woo, but uh, they'll stop at points and do these like sword attacks at two different angles, I believe. Okay. But at this point, I think, was where I was rocking the boomerang. So I just kept throwing that and whipping when they would appear. And I never took enough damage to die. So Yeah, I didn't die here either. It's a pretty forgiving boss. I don't really remember it that well. Yeah, my strategy at this point, um, I think I had, you know, at least one power up for uh, my Holy Water, which I pretty much stuck with throughout the the game here until the very end. And then uh, it would just be like, oh, are they flying down towards the ground? Throw out a couple and (laughs) whip away and hopefully they go through it. Yeah. But yeah, I I didn't have any trouble with this boss either. And uh, 
you defeat them, you move on to stage seven. Yeah, now you're in like a library. Yes, a bibliotheque. With like, you know, obviously lots of bookshelves, but I like how some of the background books will move. That freaked me out. I thought they were going to attack me or th- fly out and get me. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. Um, Not in this one. I know you definitely see those spear skeleton knights are in full effect here, mm-hmm. but they're not very tough. Yeah, no, not tough at all. The The hard part of this level is you have to make your way down this very long set of different staircases. Yeah, the, it's like a vertical down sequence where you get the our old friends, those flying shield skeleton guys come in from the sides. But the, the, the down areas, like, I don't know, do you have pit deaths if you fall? I think you do. Because I was just, like, cruising down certain areas. And since you can jump down through stairs now, it... Oh, you know, maybe you don't then. I was just being very cautious. I, I, I was at first, but then I accidentally fell. And mm-hmm. I thought I would have should have died. And so then I just went hog wild and just jumped down. And you, you can get through it pretty quick. I mean, even if you take it slow, it's, it's not bad. But when you emerge on the other side is where you get your weird conveyor, where it's like those green books. They're like a... A platform, essentially, you have to jump on and it oh, yeah. rotates you around. That can be a little tricky, but... It can, but your improved jump definitely makes a lot of these things much easier than you would imagine. Definitely. Now, you make your way through this area, and you will encounter one thing that I found very odd, and I never really figured out. And those were the strange statues holding the, the ball, the stone yeah. ball. Yeah, they just, like, collapse when you get close to them. But don't hurt you? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were right up on it, I don't know how you would, though, because they fall apart. You know, I would expected that thing to roll at me. Oh, constantly. But they never do. <laughs> they just no. fall off. Uh, there are some cool portraits that you'll pass that look at you and, and whatnot. They can grab you. They're a little hand. It'll hold you. Yeah, and then there are um, skeletons that, like, are hiding behind things now. Oh, yeah, the lurkers or whatever. And then is this also where those creepy things that come out of the walls are? It's like a ghostly creature that oh, the little, springs the... out of the wall. It's like reddish. There's only about four or five of them in the game, but you get close to a wall and it just appears and comes out. It's like, like oh yeah, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, yeah, where it's like the upper torso mm-hmm. of a. It looks like it's made of flesh or something. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. And the, I I got hit by those every by every one I encountered. <laughs> like it, there was no reaction time for me on those at all. And then there's a sweet one-of-a-kind enemy when you'll get to a section with a lot of those little flippy platforms. And there's this big red, like, giant centipede that is moving around underneath there. And I I don't know. It never fought me. I just Yeah, I just ran past it. (laughs) Agreed. I I don't know if... I think if you flip one of those things on accident, it can get out maybe or something. Mm. But I don't know. Instead, you just walk. Don't, Don't ever engage any of those flipping platforms. That's for sure. And then one of my favorite things in this game is you'll find some areas where with some spikes on the ceiling mm-hmm. that you obviously don't want to hit. But then you have the sweet, like, haunted ghost rug bump underneath oh, yeah. that, like, comes at you and it'll, like, bump you up into the spikes if you don't crouch. What I thought that was a neat idea. Especially because that thing doesn't hurt you. No, it's just trying to hit you in the spikes. Yeah, and you can't hurt it either. It's such a, like, classic haunted house goofy thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked it. Now, is this also where the coffins appear? Is I think that... so, yeah. The the caskets that, like, when you pass them, they come at you. Yeah, and those can be tricky because you have to hit them twice. Yeah. yeah. And they're really quick. Again, holy water is really handy for those as well. But you do have to Man, throw it yeah. before you pass them. Right, throw it, pass them, and then they'll, and then they'll hit it. Nice. So, but again, it's still, still a little tricky. And then you get to the end of this level, and, uh, well, you've got a boss to fight. Yeah, Sir Grackle. And his entrance is pretty cool. 
Yeah, he's in a sweet display case. Mm-hmm. It's like a big suit of armor, much larger than you. Mm, much larger. And he like busts out. He's got a big shield, kind of a, you know, he's got a giant axe that looks more like a pole arm or something. It's like golden armor. Really detailed. It looks awesome. Yeah, the sprite is wonderful. And I mean, this is another thing where you can see where like the weapon isn't just a, a sprite frame. It's like mode seven, like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Kind of the way his axe slices and it just looks really cool. Now, what all attacks does this guy have? Ugh, well, since I beat the crap out of him so fast. Uh, <laughs> Again, if you've got the holy water here, I don't think he gets to move more than a foot. I was just chucking boomerangs from in front and whipping, and I, you know, I took some damage, but not as much as he did. Like, I know halfway through he'll drop his axe and get out a sword. Okay. It was during that animation when I killed him, so I don't know what his sword attacks do, but it looked cool. I bet it did. <laughs> Again... You should be going into these with the right weapons. Yeah, if not, yeah. I'm guessing this would be a little harder, but I don't think it would be a ton harder because he's, he's a very slow boss. Yeah, and you have the those little ledges that will give you a little height to jump over him if he comes at you, so you could, you know, keep moving around. Definitely. And this is where after you beat him, like, the floor falls away, right? Yeah, it's and kind it, of a, a startling uh, transition. You know, we've seen that before in Castlevania 1, but that was just like, you fall down. But this, like, kind of the, the background changes and stuff, like, slides out of place. And I wasn't sure what was happening at first. And yeah, agreed. When you do land, you find yourself in the dungeon. Ouch. Now, the dungeons or catacombs of this area do look pretty cool. I love the backgrounds here. Yeah. A lot going on. Very creepy. You've got, uh, you know, of course, spiders. You're going to see quite a few of them here. Mm-hmm. And then this is where you're going to be forced to ride or interact with these spike platforms in ways you haven't before. You're Lots not, of, yeah. You're not going to just be able to go under them. You're going to have to utilize them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as elevators and whatnot. And then there is a platform that starts appearing here that looks like you should be able to do something with it. Yeah. But you can't. Well, it's like a block that looks like a chest or something, and it has like a ring on it. Oh, that's yeah. It's like a stone ring. I was always expecting those to do something. Yeah. But they don't. Don't worry about it. Just keep going past them. Just another floor. But this is where they really start ramping up the difficulty of timing with those spikes. And those jerky eyeballs are here, too. A lot of in, them. In, always in inconvenient places. Well, always around some stairs. Yeah. That's the key. <laughs> key annoyance of them. But otherwise, most of this area is just getting through the spiked areas and climbing up through this dungeon until you get to the very end of it. Yeah, there's a big uh, collapsing bridge there. You do have to run across that. And that'll put you, I think that's the end of your 8-1 block, and then you'll start where you have the descent going down. You have the sweet repaired stairs where it's like stairwells have been broken, and now they have like wooden, you know, Yeah, and you can walk on them, no trouble. Yeah, I thought they might fall apart at first, but they don't. But if you whip them, then they do fall apart. Oh, they do? Okay. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So it's only if you whip them. It's important later because there's a a special area you can get to that in your normal course of play, you would probably whip. Oh, right. Because there's a hearts or there's a candle right next to it. They trick you. But if you don't, you can then climb those stairs and there's like a bounty of things for you. Oh, sweet. But you descend, again, not too hard. You avoid some spikes. You make it to the bottom. And this is where you're really going to be fighting a ton of those stupid moving caskets. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing that really got me, the most frustrating part, is the uh, disappearing floor section at the end. Um. Okay, well, hold on. Before we get to the disappearing floor, right before that, is also a new form of falling spike, where it is just a spike that comes, a, looks like a stalactite. Oh, it's yeah. coming it's in and in out and of the out, ceiling. Yeah. I found the timing on those to be very awkward. Yeah, that's why I would just, you know, duck and creep forward. 
that helps, but it t- it's slow. But I did die here, I think, once because it is very. The timing is just really weird. It's not. It's not a standard feeling as a lot of other games. Right. Right. But you do make it through there, and then yes, we get to your weird disappearing floor area, and it is really, really awkwardly timed. I. It's like there's two chunks. There's the first three blocks. Yeah. They're in kind of a repeating disappearing platform standard, like you know, like you would think. But the ones beyond that, I, I had no idea when they were going to appear I, or not. I could never get a pattern down. You know, I, I can do the disappearing blocks in Mega Man without too much trouble. But mm-hmm. here, I, I it totally baffled me. I died quite a few times until I just got lucky once where I just kept going, you know. and Well, uh, the problem is, is by the time you're out there to see what's going on, there's not enough time for you to deal with a pattern. It's tough. And yeah, and I mean, it's not very long either. Is the no, it's thing only really like seven <laughs> blocks long. I hate it so much. Um, and when I watched the guy playing online, he just walked across it kind of slowly paced and had the right pace. I guess. It. Yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't nail it. But I mean, it just it took a lot of dead Simons there. Oh, understood. And then at the end of this area is your boss fight. Yeah. The monster. Yes, Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Finally, we've got him back in. Yes, and he is, I mean, I'm imagining with Holy Water, uh, the past one was very easy, so I imagine this one just destroys him. Yeah, I don't even know what he does. I mean, you get, I think there's like lightning or something. I, he I, comes in with lightning. There's yeah. lightning that introduces him to the area. I mean, you have two little platforms, so I just kept, at this point, I was rocking triple shot boomerang. So yeah. I had, I was kept the screen full of boomerangs and was whipping and... I mean, again, I took a couple hits, but, you know, his life just vanished. Yeah. And it's like up through here, you know, this is why I was thinking, well, it's getting a little harder, but I'm going to beat this game. And like, I've got an, I've got less than an hour to go. Yeah. yeah. I should be done oh, way before midnight. Cruising. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I picked up that power crystal and I moved on to level nine, the beginning of the end. Yes. The treasury. This is uh, my favorite level. It's awesome. It, it looks amazing. It was really detailed. There's so much like sparkly stuff, piles of gold, gems and things hanging around in the back. Treasure chests popping open. And when they close, like a little sparkle pops yeah. out. Like there is so many flourishes in this level that is amazing. And a ton of treasure. Yeah. And those like uh, disappearing platforms that will like, they're just made of treasure that falls away as you step on them. Yeah, those look really cool. And I like them because they give you a little bit more time than the flipping ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that was very nice. Although... Boy, do they really try to trick you in some of those areas where there's a ton of uh, candles overhead of them. Yeah, yeah. And they're all just pretty much worthless. Yeah, you don't. And um, this is also, we'll see a lot of uh, gold skeletons here. Yes. Now, the gold skeletons, they have the the whip. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's ones that throw as well. I think okay. there's both. But they're just like, what do they take? Two hits. whoop de doo Whoa. Uh, there are a few areas where you do have to swing across. And this time it gets a little harder because... You have to swing, jump, and then swing again without yeah. hitting the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, they do introduce that to you in an area where you cannot get hurt. Yeah, very nicely. Okay. But then right after that, they introduce one of those uh, very long runs over those disappearing uh, treasure piles. Yeah. So stay on your feet. Stay fleet of foot. Make it through. You can. And then very much towards the end, there's another one of those uh, sets of rings you can swing across. Mm-hmm. And they really start introducing this a lot from here on out where there are harder paths to take. They will obviously take you to more treasure and or health. Oh, right, right. Because you can see them. You can see where you could go do that or just avoid it. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not messing with that. Well, I needed the health, I think, so I kind of went for it most of these times. Right on. 
But this whole area is pretty uh, vast, and there are different switchbacks. There are like a couple different ways to get through this area. And this is uh, this is the area where we start seeing those like suction holes. Yeah. That like pull you in. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of weird. I, they didn't really interfere with anything so much, but it just took me off guard. Well, I guess one of them is a secret. If you go to it, it'll suck you in and take you to a, another little area full yeah. of treasure. I saw there was a secret room, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know where. I didn't. I didn't get it. I did not either. I I only got one secret out of this, and that's because uh, I had watched a playthrough. Not this area. I'll tell you where in a minute. But I did watch a playthrough here towards the end because I was like, "How in the world do you beat this boss? I don't. I don't get it." <laughs> and uh, it wasn't this boss though, because at the end of this boss, you find yourself in a treasure chamber. And if you had missed that bat earlier, don't worry. Oh yeah, it's back. Yeah, this is called the Zapf bat. Zapf. Yep. I don't know what that means in German, but okay. I tried looking it up, but I just got names. So, but it's a cool. It's like a bat shaped thing but it's made of coins and gems and such yeah and its attack is that when it flaps its wings coins and gems are flying out of it and hurting you i guess i was really baffled at how this guy was really easy like i just stayed underneath him whipping straight up and yeah and barely took any damage if you stay right in the middle of it you do avoid all of that the only time you're going to get hurt is if he does his hover back down Sweet. to the ground yeah and um once you get him down eventually he will split into three smaller zaps. Yeah, and they no longer shoot out to the side. They just drop gems below them, which makes them even easier. Yeah, this is a really easy one of the. I mean, I I know we said every boss is pretty easy, but this one I really was amazed. Like I think it's the easiest. Yeah, as was I, uh, pleasantly surprised and amazed. And uh, well, you defeat this guy, and the fun times are over. And it they are they are they are over. This will be the last time you thought. Oh, <laughs> no sweat. Yeah, um, a stairway ominously comes down, and uh, you can climb it up to begin your ascent of the clock tower. Now, I did like the way that stair uh, dropped. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It was pretty cool. And this clock tower is amazing. Um, It looks awesome. It's very much along the same lines of the one in Castlevania 3, but it's just animated so well and yeah. flawlessly. Yes, I am a huge fan of the clock tower levels of Castlevania 3, but really they improved on them in every way and they are so much clearer like they managed to cut down the busyness of the level and give you a much better idea of what you're going through well and you know you have the you have the gears that you you stand on that move move you around uh, mm-hmm. sideways but you know there's a lot going on in the background but is very well muted color wise so it's not confusing at all which is the biggest problem with the parts of Castlevania 3 Right, right. The backgrounds are very loud to the compared to the foreground. But in this one, like you said, they're muted. You, you're not confused. You're just delighted by what it looks like. Uh, but on that other note, it is not easy to get up this clock tower. No, it's tough, man. Uh, like, you do have a better jump, but they know that. And you'll see a few, like those giant shaky gears mm-hmm. that come bouncing down. Oh, I don't even know how you avoid one of those. There's I, one I could avoid consistently, but there's one or two that I could never. You can't like whip them or destroy them. They're just huge and they just hit you and deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I felt uh, in a lot of these areas. Are, I was like, well, I know they're going to have to give me food at some point further ahead. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't try to master this. And eventually you'll start to see where you, you know, you, you have a lot of the little grapple rings. Ugh. But then they'll be on moving chains. So oh, it's like no, a- that is <laughs> the worst. So. 
that's not till you get to the second half. And then those are at least in the very first part, just going left to right. Yeah. So, you know, not too problematic. It's just that, you know, weird. getting off of them, always so goofy. Yeah, yeah. You just got to get used to it. Uh, you keep climbing that tower, and then it gets really pain in the butt because that's when they are on a vertical movement system. Yeah. And you're moving up through enemies that are flying and shooting. You have Medusa heads and Axe Knights, both on, you know, platforms to your left and right as you're going up the middle. It's pretty tough. Like, I just get off that thing as soon as you can. Yeah, you you might think, (laughs) oh, I can time this correctly. But you can't. No. You, you're never going to make it all the way up through. You have to get off and on, off and on. Get as off, kills many Often as you can. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, I learned that one the hard way. And, uh, well, then you keep doing that. I mean, this thing feels like it never ends. You know, you got to keep going to the top. Uh, yes. And at the very top, oh, you guess what? It's not just smooth sailing from here. No. A little bridge, and then uh, you head over, and then there's like the clock, outside of a clock tower, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. And you're on the dial of it. Yeah, and the that's hands of the clock. When the uh, the boss, the mummy, will start to assemble, mm-hmm. and he will, you know, ravel up, appear, and then kind of move forward and attack you, shooting his little wrappings like you know, he used to. And mm-hmm. then he'll, you know, teleport away, kind of. He'll unravel and reappear. Now I'm going to take back a previous statement because this boss, while harder, wasn't mind bending. It wasn't soul crushing. This guy just, I was the way I was doing it just took forever. Where yes. you just sit there and do the floppy whip. Like when he appears below you, and it's like those hits do like half damage mm-hmm. to your normal whip, so they don't do a lot, but they'll kill all of his his little things, you know. I will say I probably uh, had an easier time than you going with the holy water Ugh, than wish. the boomerang at this point because he is a ground based foe. Yeah, yeah. So when any ground based enemy, it's just you get so many more hits off of when you have that holy water down. Yeah, I was trying to do some boomerang tricks, but. The best way I could find was just wait for him to appear and then just make sure you're not on the same level as him. And then he's usually he'll walk forward within range of your floppy whip and you can just keep that little keep slanging that boy around and it'll take care of all his projectiles and slowly whittle away his life. And once you have done that, well, you're free to keep moving through the castle. Yeah, now you're at level B1. Yes, B1 is, well, the outside of this castle. Yeah, you kind of start heading down, and you get down to a an outside bridge. Inside, you'll fight a lot of those headless skeleton guys, fencers. Mm-hmm. Now, what's on this bridge? Because it's a long bridge. Uh, I think this is where the bats start chasing you. Oh, yeah, the never-ending swarm of bats, which don't ever fight any of them. No, I mean, you don't have time. Like I, This is one of my first save states. Yeah. Because I was like, what am I doing wrong? i got to be able to fight these bats. So I was like, oh, if I run and I jump and start throwing holy waters out for them to fly through... Okay. I could get rid of some of them. But then I realized that you just run and jump, and they'll fly up to the sky without ever bothering you. I would uh, try to throw boomerangs, like nail it right on the level of the, the candles, and be mm-hmm. like, I'll pick up these hearts. But There's really not a lot on this path no. that you need. It's all small hearts. If you just keep hauling to the right, and once you make it to those steps, like the bats will just fly off into the sky and let you be. Yeah. Because you're going into one of the crappiest buildings in the entire Castlevania universe. Indeed. This was some rage pits here for me because you you get in and it's a vertical sequence. You got to climb to the top. There's a bunch of uh, disintegrating or falling stair steps that will just, after you start walking on them, they fall away. Yeah, so you only have so much time on them. And you think, well, that sounds like a big pain in the butt, but that's not horrible. You're right. right. It's, it's just a pain in the butt and it's not that fun. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but... 
stalking you from the very bottom is a huge gear that's like going back and forth. I always thought it was a razor blade. Chasing you. Yeah, or, or like, like a, a like a saw blade. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Whatever it is, it's a one-hit kill and it's moving pretty quick and you have to race it to the top. Now, I found that I could get a good lead on it here in the first third of yeah. this tower. And then I was like, okay, like you don't see it, you mm-hmm. know? But then in the middle part there's these weird jumps from staircase to staircase that you you don't have to do, but if you don't, you lose so much time. But there are certain areas where it's like, I'll jump on and get up, and then I would try to make this jump. The gear is nowhere near me, and oh, I missed it. But then but, you've already you've lost enough time to where the gear I, will catch you if you've missed that one jump. Well, and I already triggered the first falling stairs. So oh, and then you're stuck. I just can't get back up, so I just got to sit there and would die. Like There's I, that one one that that one specifically that yes. it happened to me on twice. Uh, several times for me, it was very frustrating. And it's so frustrating because like there is literally nothing to do but wait for death. Yeah. And agreed, this this whole area is just uh just a huge nightmare. I mean, literally, I'm not gonna lie. I got to the point where. I was pausing and safe stating after every stair. Once I got up to the point, like the gear will finally stop. You'll get the screen will change. And now you're on a different kind of weirdness where you have these floating platforms coming up and to the right. Yes. Really quick. Yes. And, and the first few of those aren't bad. No, no. I mean, you'll Especially see. Especially after those stairs. Yeah. You will see some platforms with spikes on the bottom. So you know what they're going for here. Mm-hmm. Like watch out for that. Keep moving up. But it's the final wave of those that I found to be really frustrating because there's this really awkward way to get on that one. Like, you can't jump over onto it. You have to wait for it to be, like, right in your face to jump onto it, which makes no sense. Like, it won't even let you clear the edge of the area because there's a stair there. Yeah, and I saw um, one thing, a technique I saw a guy do when you get to, like, the final stretch where it's just, like, this big slope of spikes you're trying Mm -hmm. to dodge where he... He was able to jump up a bit and fall back down so that it, it opened up the top of the screen a little bit so you could see it. And it, it moved the way that the That's actually how I did move. it. Yeah. I just got up there and started running and almost died. Like, Luckily, I only had to get through it once. Right. I save-stated right after, but I, I, I don't know. I that just thought is actually that was the, the way, way I did it was because I was having too much trouble squeezing through it. I would always get stuck at the very last one. You have to like land immediately one pixel off it and just keep yes. walking. yes. Yeah. And I was having trouble with that, so I actually managed to do that, where I jumped down to the same one that I had been on before, repeating, gotcha. basically. And then I had way more time to make it up. Sweet. But yeah, this whole area is pretty much a, a living nightmare. <laughs> uh, you make it through that area, and then you have a whole bunch more stairs to deal with. And you're like, oh my god, I'm at the top. There's a door here. This must be... Finally. Some safety. Well, you go through that door, and... uh well, you're not safe. Now it's it's boss time. Man, I, I had a lot of trouble with this guy. Once I watched the guy do it, I yeah. felt kind of stupid because I didn't realize that you could just crouch under his spear. Like, this guy didn't need, like, because I was doing this, like, I'm trying to, okay, we're going to have ourselves. Okay, yeah, we are. So <laughs> this boss is, this is Slagra, who's uh, back. He's got the big spear. He's like a skeletal bird mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, He falls down and will... Uh, he can either shoot uh, some projectiles out yeah. or stab you. And then when he gets hit, he jumps out the top of the screen and comes back down. And for 10 minutes, I just was like, how do you even have the time to turn around and hit him? Like, I was right. trying to hit him, run away. Because as soon as you hit him, he flies away. Yeah. And then he falls again where you're at. Mm-hmm. So you need to be running away from that and then turn around and hit him. But he stabs you with a longer range than you've got. Yeah, yeah. But as you said... I found it out on my own, and I felt really dumb, and that is you just duck. 
I was running this thing where I had all these boomerangs, so I'm like, hit him, throw the boomerang, and then, you know, I had to wait until he took the damage to start moving because then he would come down there, and I would have this rhythm where I was like, I can go back and forth across the room and keep him falling, and but he does too much damage to... Yeah, he takes the, off a ton with each hit. The error, the margin for error is very low, and it, it took me so long, and then when I saw that you just had to duck to... Oh, man, it was heartbreaking. I, I never even tried. And once you do, <laughs> he's pretty easy. Yeah, It yeah. only takes another couple minutes to defeat him. yeah. So once you've defeated him, that's it. You're safe. Nope. And he has a really cool death scene too. Oh yeah, he, he starts does. Glowing and like it really looks kind of like um he's being exploded by the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you pass that room and you have a brief rest and there is actually some food in here. So you may be wondering to yourself, why? Why do I have this food? Isn't this level over? <laughs> well, if you uh, had remembered the previous games, you remember that. This guy usually doesn't work alone. That's right. And right away, you will be in another chamber above this one, and now you're going to fight his old friend. Yeah, these man-bats? That's what I call them. I think they look like man-bat. Okay. Um, the first, you, you, it's actually a series of two. The first one is blue. It'll fly in through a big uh, opening in the back wall. See, I thought it looked like a demon, and in turn, I thought it was the same demon, just changing color. Yeah, well, I mean... I think that's more appropriate, right? But yeah. Demon, whatever it is, but it's um they this these guys aren't too bad. Uh, no. Flies back and forth. Um, he shoots, shoots like a, a spread. Yeah, yeah. But you can block it. Yeah, and um, I actually think that the first one is a little trickier than the you know oh, the, yeah. the red form. Once the red form comes and he's more like down closer to the ground, shooting like flames. He's that's much when, easier to hit. Yeah, especially if you're boomeranging it like me. Like mm -hmm. the other, the blue one will be above your reach. So right when he's flying, it's kind of hard to deal deal damage to him. But I thought this guy was easier than the first guy we fought. Definitely, yeah. And again, do what you need to do. You can defeat this guy. I used uh, some holy water when the first one would land, nice. or the second one would land. But so much of it's just whipping, and again, not hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You defeat him. And the level is done. No. No, no, it's not. Oh, no. And there's really not that much health for you afterwards either, sadly. No, I think you get one little leg. Yeah. For, uh, you know, the the small pork chop. And that was the biggest problem for me, was I was now at half health. Yeah, I, you see, this was the thing. I, the, I, I never really died at those uh, demons, but right. it was a matter of being, how much life can I get out of this and still have? Because I want full life before we get to the next boss. Which is Almost instantaneous. It's just one hallway away, and that hallway has one drumstick in it and a couple other things. I wasn't going through the previous two bosses thinking this was a boss rush type area. Right, right. And that's another reason because I would get here and realize I only have eight hearts. Oh, so now I got to, you know, I had to really practice those demons to be able to beat them while still having a substantial amount of ammunition for my boomerangs. Uh, see, I, I had already just safe stated after them and. That fight was gone. I, I did eventually once I was like, got past where, oh, I have like 20 hearts and full life. So didn't I'm matter to stay me. Stay in there. <laughs> in fact, I, well, okay, we'll just get into it now. The next boss is the hardest part of the game. Oh, yeah. The Grim Reaper. Yes. And the Grim Reaper is always very hard in Generally. the Castlevania series, but this one is just pure evil. Now, granted, I was going in with half my health and I was really stubborn because I was like, I'm not giving up my right. three on my holy water. Right, right. Doesn't matter. I had to. Oh, yeah? I, I could not beat him with half my health. There was just no physical way for me to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't see how because I well, when I finally beat him, this is after banging my head against him for 20 minutes probably, oh, at least. Yeah, well, 
I would say I probably banged my head against him for 15 minutes before I went online and looked at how people beat him. Okay. Then once I learned, there was another 15 to 20 minutes to go of actually doing it because this boss fight takes forever. It's hard to damage him. Um, So Death himself comes into the middle of the screen in a crazy effect and then right away throws a little scythe at you. Yeah. He then goes back and forth at the top, throwing out three scythes. He's emitting lots of them. In a, a weird boomerangy downward arc. Yeah, they're, they're a little tricky. They're not like straight lines to you. And each one of those takes off two damage. So you got to watch yourself. If he touches you, that's four damage. Yeah. So it does not take long to be destroyed by him. And you do get that sweet effect when he hits you with that, like, it looks like red, like lightning or mm-hmm. blood or something. Like... And, it, and it stuns you for a moment. Yeah. It's, it's awful in every way. Now, if you dodge enough of his... Things, you know, when he's moving around, he will do a plunge down, try mm-hmm. to stab you. Yeah. You can dodge that. And really what turns out is that during all of this, you need to be hiding in the corner. Right, right. Whip out, just dangling it and, and spinning it around. And that's your only defense. To save you from all the the scythes. And even then, you really have to actually be on it. Like when they're coming from the top, you have to be doing it at the top. Right, like, right. You really have to be on it or it will hit you. And then... He also does that attack where he'll land and he'll start doing this like wind suction thing and his scythe comes out and like a he throws it. Yeah. yeah, he throws it one arc down towards the ground, catches it, and then throws one up in the air. And this is the only time you really can attack him. I mean, you can hurt him at any other time, but you're going to get hit as well. Yeah, yeah. And then during this little window, you have to be running away from him so you don't get sucked into him yeah, for damage. Yeah. And then when you let go... You're not getting turned around by the suction. Right. You're just getting pulled by it. So you have to tap to turn around, whip, and then turn back around and run. Yeah, yeah. You can get it to where you can do two hits at a time. I can see, yeah. So you can run further enough away to turn around, whip, whip, and then run more. Yeah. um, And I found jumping kind of helped a little bit as well. I wish I would have... See, when he was doing that, when I was... I, I, I didn't go near him when he was doing that because I thought I would just get clobbered. So I would hide in the corner and just wait for that, you know, his scythe to go away. And then it was back to three boomerangs on the screen at all time while I'm just whipping away. It, gotcha. It's not something that I would say, you know, it's not a skill I learned, but there were just a couple times where you get the really lucky boomerang hit where it's like you throw it, say, to the right. And then he comes up to the right and moves left as the boomerang's coming back. So you oh. get like four hits. Like eventually, in those 20 minutes, I got lucky enough to get two or three of those to right. happen to where I just barely beat him. I think I had one or two life left. Uh, yes. And I was in the same boat. Now, I will tell you, the holy water is useless. Oh, I bet. Once he's well, in that, that mode, the... <laughs> it does nothing. You oh, can yeah, throw it at him. Weapons, yeah. It just bounces right off of him. That's so, what I thought too, because your boomerangs will—they'll only go a few squares. And exactly just what happens. It so, sucks. I mean, and then when he's in that mode, when you're whipping him, it's also more than one whip per health on him. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you have to do three whips to take off two health. Good lord, it's it's tough, man. It's one of the, it's yeah. So by each far time, the Grim Reaper I've ever fought. he's sitting there doing the whirlwind attack. I think the most you can get off is four uh, blocks of life. Right. So, oh, Lord, that fight took forever. It's it's grueling and frustrating, man. And, I, and we forgot to mention that at one point you have to jump over the side that he throws. Yeah. And that's like a pixel-perfect jump. I could never do it, and that's why I started oh, I, just hiding. Like. I, I, got it, I got it down. Perfect. Nice. 
But I mean, I had to because that's literally with I didn't have boomerangs. It was the only way I'm attacking him. Man. Like I, yeah. I had to get him in that cycle, and then it was like, well, wait for him to fly around and throw sides for three minutes. Now I get to hit and right. do four more damage to him. Rinse and repeats. And it's just one of those things where you're like, I pray I stay above him on health because when he goes away from that corner move, he moves across the middle of the screen. And I was never able to not get hit there. Yeah, I would just try to strategize where I'm like, at least I'll get a sickle instead of contact. Yeah, and so I'm only taking two damage. But yeah. I, I'm taking that damage every time, no matter what. And it was just, it was extremely frustrating. And I this was the point where I realized I was not going to bed anywhere near the time <laughs> I thought I was. Yeah, for sure, man. But, you know, uh, well, normally we say, but you can do it. And... You can do it. It just takes a lot of practice or a lot of safe states. Yeah. Yep. Amen, man. Fear not, man. If you if you got a safe state, do it. It's worth it. Yeah. There is no rest for the wicked or the weary. Right after that, you have one more hallway. And when you emerge from that hallway. Well, one, one thing, when I like how when you walk down the hallway, oh, the, all those torches come on one by one. As right in going. front of you? Yeah. yeah, that is cool. Pretty cool. Uh, you emerge from that hallway, and then you are welcomed to a very familiar site, the Grand Staircase. Yeah, yeah. And this, um, something I'd forgotten, but I, when I saw it, I realized I remembered it, is there's like the secret bridge across. Yes, and luckily, I had watched that guy beat the Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah. And he immediately did this, and oh, it was still man. playing, so I saw that. Yeah. Which made my day, because as I said, I had to die and lose my holy water and my three for it. Right, right. Because I did not have enough health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So therefore, I had no special item. Man. But luckily, if you jump off this platform, there is a secret platform you will land on. You jump again, and you will land on it. And then a sea of hearts, yeah, of money bags, and most importantly, a boomerang yeah, all fall and right on you. And shops, too. Yeah. So you'll get 99 hearts, full life, and a boomerang and stuff like it really pumps you up. And it was literally the only way I would be able to, to take on Dracula at this point. Well, what I did was if you know if you keep going up the steps and there are a few candles beforehand. There's yeah. one uh, small pork chop and mm-hmm. a couple hearts, I think. Um, and much like the previous one, you can leave the screen and come back and they'll reappear. Oh, okay. So I did that for a minute and got like 50 hearts and filled my life up. So it's not as fast or easy as the other one, but it's still there. So. Because well, you'll need it, man. And you'd really do want that boomerang as well. Yeah, yeah. I was rolling in with a triple shot boomerang at this point, so I was ready to go with that. Very handy. Because you walk through that final chamber, and you are now in the presence of Count Dracula himself. Yeah. Well, at least his coffin. Yeah, there's some sweet lightning effects, purple lightnings, and come down and he appears and uh, has a, you know... Very similar attacks to his old form. Yeah, he has like a teleport and he'll he'll appear and, you know, he's a little taller than you. He'll shoot out a fireball and you want to whip him or strike him in the head. Mm-hmm. And it's the same tactic. As soon as he appears, you do the jump, hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. But now it's easier to avoid those fireballs as long as he's doing the three shot. If he's doing yeah. the four shot, it definitely is harder to miss. <laughs> There's some weird ones, too. Like, if you try to jump over it before it splits, it'll split upwards mm. and hit you from below. Like, because I was trying to do, well, I would do these jumps and then do a downward waggle when I came down well, sometimes. I would hit him, and then as soon as I land, do another strike out and then waggle. And gotcha. that usually killed all of his projectiles for the first third of the fight. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I would just try to keep boomerangs moving left and right i did yeah so and worry mostly about defending myself well i saved a lot of my boomerangs for the second form 
that yeah. I thought was going to happen. Well, oh, right, right. But, you know, well, once you get him down a few life points, he changes tactics then. Yes. Um, the projectiles are no longer fireballs. They're these orbs of light that move in a much stranger pattern. These things are weird, too. They'll shoot out like a 360 of it's these like a weird bullets. ellipse of, of of movement but then if you hit them afterwards right that's mm-hmm. when they'll turn into a pork chop oh i just avoided the hell out of them there's some of them would just fly away but some of them if you if you hit them i think they start shooting and then will drop into a small pork chop because i got at least one refill of life oh that would be very handy because i needed it man because it's tough when he starts doing his fire attacks where so this boss has so many different forms of attack. <laughs> you start with the fireballs, then you have the orbs. Then after that, you've got these two flame heads. I guess some kind of ghost. Like you have a little spurt of fire on the ground you can't touch, as well as they'll kind of form up in the air and then dive after you. They are a little slow, but they will also very persistent. They don't go away. And they're they're one of these enemies that has one of those clever the way it moves. It's always just a little outside of my whip. Like I mm-hmm. can't quite angle it right. Like you always have to very consciously get them fast because they'll, they'll come after you. Not only that, but once you've whipped them, they then fall to the ground and create a, a fiery spot that you cannot walk on for a moment on they're the ground. Great A jerks. Well, once you get him past that form, he even has one more type of attack. Right, and that is the flame pillar attack. Yeah, and there's like, what, four of them that come Mm -hmm. down? Um, Is this where his face changes? He starts to look more demonic? I couldn't quite make it out. I knew it looked bigger and like more demon-y, I guess, Mm -hmm. but I I couldn't tell if they were going for something specific. I found this one to be a little easier than the the flame heads. Yeah, I agree. Because you know where the spacing is going to be. Yeah, you you don't know where he's going to pop up. But once you know where he is, then you have enough time usually to move into that spot fairly easily. I think there's something, too, with his AI. Like, he appears right on you most of the time. Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's... As uh, long as you're moving. Following you. You gotta be. You gotta be. You're going to be leaving that area, so you can position yourself fairly well. And then it just takes a few more hits. Yeah, because at this point, he's down to, like, what, four or five bars of life? Yeah, yeah. Which you might think, oh, great, here comes the second form. The giant demon form. Yeah, yeah. I was very, very ready for it. Yeah. I saved a lot of boomerangs for that guy. (laughs) But fortunately, once he's down, um, he's dead. Well, what happens right at the end of the fight is uh, a piece of the ceiling breaks free. Yeah, yeah. Light pours in. He turns into a bunch of bats. The light hits these bats, and they all start turning to stone, maybe? Well, they'll, like, burn off as they go. And then there's one last bat that, like flies around and lands right right in front of you and you whip it and then it, it's dead you you did it and I, this is when i thought we were going to have that second form right right and you don't but you don't which uh you know i kind of like uh, i like even though i feel like the boss is tough enough as it is yeah and uh i don't know it's nice to not have the trope beaten into the ground again where you got to constantly do two forms three forms well know. especially since this whole last level has been a boss rush of its own Ooh, yes yeah. and then you get a uh, well, I wouldn't say a nice little ending, uh, a nice, really long ending. Yeah, kind of. I mean, not a lot really happens. No, it's just but... little vignettes of him going through different levels and bosses, all using the plain leather whip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it gives you the names of various creators, except for the fact that Konami still doesn't let them use their real names. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see the pseudonyms are back. I was like, okay, thanks. Fair enough. And it goes through a lot of people. This is like four or five minutes of credits. Yeah, yeah, fact, it goes on. They were so long that I kind of missed the end. I don't know what happens at the very end of it. I just, well, there's a scene where it shows you in front of the castle. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. And uh, the castle does the classic 
fall into the earth. Right, right. Shakes and falls away. I do remember that when you stand there with your skirt and haircut, <laughs> you definitely look more like a lady Belmont in my mind than a man. But you know what? Like we said, more power to you, Simon. If that's the, that that haircut and those skirt is what keeps you moving quick and jumping around, more power to you. Yeah, you do you. But um, it was a pretty good ending. You don't get a sunset, but right. you do get a beautiful sunrise. Here we are in the review portion of our show, and of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category with a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. Okay. I I gave it a 5.0, actually. Oh, wow. I was on the fence. I mean, the only things that held it down for me were some of the backgrounds, which, as we went through the game, I feel like I should probably bump this up to a 4.5. I think that... The long amount of time I spent in the final level really brought me oh, down a bit. Yeah. yeah, well, that is the, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of, like, like the sprites are all really well animated and detailed, so they look really good. Like, I, I just don't know what else I would expect from a Super Nintendo game, and especially one so early in its uh, lifespan. Like, Yeah, and all of the Mode 7 uh, tricks they used graphically are done well. They work in yeah. the context of what they are going for, and they're never used in a way that looks too cheesy or out there. Right, right. And um, uh, the music is great. While some of it's not my personal taste, I don't fault them for that. It's all very high quality, and I love all the organs and bass effects. Like, it sounds really cool. Yeah, they really brought the Castlevania music into that full, rich sound that you really think of now as, like, you know, Symphony of the Night-style music. Orchestral. Yeah, it has that orchestral edge that they couldn't have before with, you know, just a few channels on the Nintendo. And of course, those uh all of the animations are wonderful. The the movement of your whip and all that just looks really cool. Mm-hmm. What did you give this game for play control, Nick? Uh, I gave it a 3.0. Well, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Uh, because I said, you know, it's just like Castlevania, except for they've actually improved on everything. Yeah, really, it's um, it's pretty crazy that they were able to alter certain things, like the you know the Castlevania jump is different now, but it still feels like Castlevania, and yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, yeah, it, it's like they took a thing that I really respected, but understood that you know, well, it's got this limited aspect because of what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow they took away that limited aspect, but still made it feel the exact same. Yeah, it still feels good, and you know, and as always, I like to give them a little bonus because you have mappable buttons. So and that and the the whip, the whip is being able to go in not only all of the different directions. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It really improves your air game too, as Simon. You know. Yeah, you are not just useless when jumping. You right, know, right. you can do you can attack anywhere and anywhere you want. So. For me, these new controls just opened up the game in so many ways that it changed my entire gameplay style for sure, yeah. an early Castlevania. Next up, we have Challenge Factor. And this one is a little harder to pin down. Yeah, I, I went with 4.0 because the as, last two levels, like, like before that, I would have said 2.5 or maybe 3. Until... I literally have written down, was a 2.5 <laughs> till the castle. Yeah. And, like, and that's really what it is. It's that castle levels that just stack the difficulty up and up until the very final one where it is just nonstop. It's, it is rough, but not necessarily in a, in a bad way. I'm glad there is some challenge in that, you know, it's kind of nice. You can see most of the game without too much trouble and then apply all your hard-earned 
skills at the very end to, you know. And they give you a password. Yeah. So for me, having that password, you know, while these last bosses are just brutal. Right, right. You could have a password that takes you pretty much right to them. Yeah, you're not going to have to go through the whole thing every time. Yeah, so there's a lot of practice you could have at fighting them. And therefore, you know, it's not impossible, but it is just very, very hard. Now we have theme and fun. Yeah, I went with a 4.5. I went with a 4.0. I could see a 4.5, but I didn't write that. (laughs) Uh, For me, my biggest problem is that the first part of the game feels a little disjointed from the second part. Yeah. With just the ease at which you flow through it. But on the other hand, I agree with you that the theming of this game is great. You really do feel like you are outside of the castle, inside it, in the catacombs. You're going down water. I mean, it it feels like a varied areas all throughout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I really think that uh, I just like the graphics and everything. Like it really, this really, it, it says a lot that it was able to like pull me back. I was very dismissive of this game before I played it as a kid where, oh, we're just back to simple linear action, right. but it's it's a lot of fun. So and you know, honestly, this before we even played it this week, I was really going into this expecting to not give it as good of a review as I'm as I have been. I, I'm kind of the same where I, I always thought of this one as being like the most overrated of Castlevanias. Yeah, I was. I don't know people were that. like, "Oh, it's great," and I was like, "Is it?" I mean, it's it's yeah. all right, but I'm starting to see that yeah, this game really does have its place in the pantheon of Castlevanias. And it really needs to be there to make it to the symphony of the night that everyone loves. That's definitely got that missing link quality or, you know, Oh yeah. It's evolving. So finally, Nick, should you play this game? Uh, Yes. Yes, you should. You know, I don't know if I would have thought I'd say this before this week, but I have to say, yeah, it is hard, Mm -hmm. especially at the end. But there are so many quality of life improvements over the first three Castlevania games. And that's not to say that this is going to replace Castlevania 3 as my favorite. Right, right. But it is just a different flavor. If you love Castlevania, you know, this is like you don't always want to have a steak. Sometimes you just want a nice fast food burger. It's really <laughs> sure, good. Sure. And that's what this is to me. This is a quicker, you know, paced, a not as thoughtful, long form game. But it really does have everything you want in Castlevania, and it does it in a way that is more about speed and more about play. Yeah, there's definitely uh, more. This is the most action-oriented one that mm-hmm. I've played in quite some time before we start getting to further systems down the road. But it's a lot of fun, so everyone should check it out. Definitely. Next week's game will be Super Dodgeball for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So grab a copy of that game any way you can, find your controllers, and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's uh, anything you want to get in touch with us about, is this your favorite Castlevania game? Or is it Castlevania 2, like everyone who really counts? Or is it like Castlevania 3, like all <laughs> true believers? Now, I'm either way, uh, you want to chat us up about Castlevania, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll holler back at you. Or you can let us know at... Uh, at Cartridge Command on the Facebooks. We love hearing from you there and uh, tell us what your thoughts are on this game or what you remember of playing it when you were a youngin. Or even last week. We also let you know when new shows drop or any other random things that are going on on our Twitter at Cart Command. Please subscribe to the show with whatever podcast device you use and tell your friends, your family, or, you know, let's go back to the mailman. If you see your mailman this week <laughs> and you think he likes video games, tell him to check it out. Yeah. He's probably listening to something. You know it. 
or male woman. We're, we're equal opportunity here. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, of course, this show is made possible by those wonderful, fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Yeah, they're all great people with uh, great faces, man. They're all great looking people. They, well, you know what? They're definitely not a Fred Scare <laughs> or a Paula Abghul. But it is their financial support that allows this show to happen. And we thank you every week from the bottom of our hearts. So thank you so much. We love doing it. And as long as you give us the tiny bit of cash we need to host this show and, and, and get together to record, we'll keep doing it. So, again, thank you all so much. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game, game On! on.